The Superpowers of the Soul Channel is brought to you by Superpower Experts. Visit superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers today. You're listening to Superpowers of the Soul with Tonya Dawn Rackler and the Superpower Experts. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this extra magical episode of Superpowers of the Soul. This is Amorakai, and I'm sitting here grinning from ear to ear because I'm so excited for today's show. So I'm kind of jumping up and down in my seat here because today we get to talk about one of my favorite subjects with one of my favorite beings on the planet. I've got Michael Rogerson here to chat about the physics of miracles. And before I bring him on, let me just tell you a little bit of why I'm so thrilled to be taking a a kind of behind the curtain glimpse with him into the nature of reality and the, the real mechanics, you know, behind the miraculous today. Michael is most affectionately known as Magic Mike. I just love that title and name. It is um, so perfect, a reflection of him. And Magic Mike is a two-time award-winning magician, an actual real-life magician whose fascination with the, the supernatural has really led to him having all these mystical and magical experience in life, but also really drew him into studying the nature of it all, studying the nature of reality, studying how the the mechanics of the miraculous actually works. And now he uses magic as a tool, not just to entertain, but to really teach on the power of consciousness. And he facilitates these incredible transformational spaces to show others the power they have as conscious creators to, to really bring about magic and miracles in their lives too. He is the real deal. I absolutely adore him and his big, beautiful, amazing heart. And I'm just truly delighted that he is here with us today. So Magic Mike, welcome to the show, Angel Face. Mm, Thank you. You got me hyped up. I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. Good things happen when Mike's humped up. So I'm so... (laughs) (laughs) I'm so thrilled you're here, Angel. Seriously, the physics of miracles. Yes. Yeah, it's one of my too. favorite subjects, right? I'm so happy to chat with you about it. So quick nutshell, like 30 seconds. Why is this such a favorite subject for you? Ooh, I think it's my favorite subject because, uh, you know, magic for me is more than it's, it's reality, you know? And I think mm-hmm. it's the most empowering thing ever realizing that we create our reality. Um, there's nothing that is impossible. And to me, it's like, that's like, why wouldn't that be the most exciting thing to talk about, you know? And because I've seen so many crazy miracles, it just pumps me up to like, know that this is the way life works. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you know? Yes. I know. Let's talk about that. I'm <laughs> so go. excited to talk about that. Okay. It's going to be so juicy. You know what? We're going to cut to our break right now. So we do not have to interrupt any of this amazing flow that is coming right on up. And I want to hear about some of these miracles that you've actually witnessed yourself. So Mm. before we do, where's the best place for people to find out more about you and connect with you, sweetie? Yeah. So uh, I'm most present on my Instagram, which is at Michael Rogerson, um, as well as my Facebook. And I'm in the process of building a website uh, and that's www.michaelrogerson.com. All right. Excellent. We'll make sure to drop those links in there. Yay. 
All right, <laughs> everyone, you are listening to Superpowers of the Soul here on the Superpower Network, and we're going to be right back to get deep into the physics of miracles with our magical guest, Michael Rogerson. Be right back. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. If you're ready to transform yourself and transform the world through podcasting, we invite you to join us. We co-create a non-competitive, collaborative environment designed to support you as you step into your greatness. Go now to superpowerexperts.com and click on the programs tab to get started today. All right. Welcome back, everyone. This is Amora Kai. And if you're just joining us, today we're talking with magician Michael Rogerson, Magic Mike, about the physics of miracles. All right, love. Oh, let's do it. Like, let's you're do so it. Passionate <laughs> about helping to unveil the physics of miracles. Just yes. dive in. Tell Come me on. more. Come <laughs> okay. On. Let's go. Oh, man. Don't tell me to dive in. <laughs> uh, wow. Well, you know, I, I I feel like the universe, God, gave me uh, the inspiration for performance magic for a reason, because I feel like it was a doorway into studying these deeper things. And, you know, for me, uh, doing performance magic or seeing performance magic uh, gave me a feeling that I've never felt before. And so I learned it so I could give it to others. Um, and so I've always been fascinated by like this kind of stuff, uh, like miracles, the supernatural, like all kinds of magic. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I, I was also raised Christian and, but I was, I was so fascinated by the stories in the Bible about these miracles, about these crazy things, you know, whether they happened or not, I don't know, but I was like stoked on them, but I was raised Christian. And I'm like, how come we don't see this stuff happen? You know, like <laughs> we're, we're talking about it, but like, I'm trying to see some angels or something, you know, <laughs> and, um, which that's like, gave me this like hunger to like pursue, like, like what is real and like, what do I really believe? And uh, yeah. And so when around the time when I was 19, uh, I met this guy named Darren Robinson who invited me to a house church. Cause I was kind of like, I was kind of, I was coming out of like mainstream religion. Um, okay. it was kind of, it was to me, it just, it didn't, it was a little boring and I was kind of frustrated with it. Um, and, uh, and so he was talking to me, he's like, yeah, in our house church, you just believe whatever, like we welcome everybody, but we, what we believe is that God still does miracles today. And I was like, well, that's, that's cool. Like I'm, I'm about it. And so they would talk like, so in their, in their theology, what they believed was that Jesus said, pray on earth as it is in heaven. And they believed, you know, in heaven, there's no sickness and there's no disease. And so, you know, you can pray for people and still see them healed. And so I started having these really wild experiences where I would be, um, I would be in these settings or at this house church where like, there was no preacher. It would be basically just like created a space for the presence of the spirit, whatever you want to call it. We're all using different words to like try to, you know, truth can't really be explained. It's just, (laughs) it's, it can be experienced. And I was experiencing this like power actually. And I want to just preface saying, I don't consider myself like a, a Christian or anything anymore, but I do believe in the teachings of Christ. And I think they've been misunderstood. Mm -hmm. And 
Uh, so if I use verses and stuff, some people don't get triggered, but I believe there's some power in it. And I love one of the verses in the Bible that says the kingdom of heaven is not a matter of talk, but of power. And in these uh, meetings, I felt power. I felt energy coursing through my body and I would see people get healed. And so to jump right into it, I got invited to go to Brazil for this, you could call it a mission trip, but it was this group of people who were like, we're going to pray for people. We're going to teach you how to pray for the sick and how to call out the, the truth in people, not tell them they're going to hell or that kind of stuff, but tell them the truth of who they are and show them that, that, you know, that the power of spirit, God, whatever you want to call it is real. And so fast forward, um, I got thrown into this situation where I was praying for this dude. I'm 19, by the way. I'm like, I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> I was just going to ask you. Awesome. Yeah. I'm like, I, I, I don't know, but I'm like, I'm just fascinated by like what I'm hearing and kind of experiencing. And so like one of my first experiences with like my first real miracle was this guy comes up to me and he had, oh, he was in a motorcycle accident and he broke his leg. And when the doctors went to fix his leg, they overlapped his bones together. Um, and so he still had pain. He was able to walk, but he had pain. And so he's like, Hey man, can you pray for me? And I was like, Oh man, okay. <laughs> this guy, why can't it be like a headache or something? You know? <laughs> and so, so I put my hand on his leg and I, you know, I commanded his bones to go back together in Jesus name or however, you know, they taught us to do it. And I, you know, nothing happened, but I persisted. And after a minute or two, I felt something moving under my hand. It literally felt, I don't know what happened for sure, but it felt like his bones were moving under my hand. And I was like, Hey man, can you test out your leg and see what happened? And he's like, he starts standing and jumping on his leg and stomping his leg on the ground. And he, had, and basically he said all his pain disappeared and he, and I told him what I felt. And he's like, dude, I felt the same thing. I felt my bones go back together. So I yeah. love that you're, you persisted for like a minute or two. Like it was so deep in it that like right. you persisted. And in our time frame, right. A minute or two, that's phenomenal. Right. That's incredible. And, oh. and I, I think what it is, it's this expectation. And mm. I mean, I can go into like why I think you know, the mechanics of it in a little bit, but mm -hmm. I think that is important is persistence and expectation and living by what you see inside, not what you see outside. And, you know, I, I think what's also important is that I wasn't doing this in a church. Like I, I went back home and for fun, I would just pray for people on the street. Mm -hmm. Like I, pr I prayed for my friend, Jessica in the parking lot of a burger restaurant <laughs> and she had scoliosis. And I was like, Hey, I'm all lit up after this experience. I'm like, mm -hmm. yo, can I, can I, can I pray for you? I'm like that. I'm that guy, you know, <laughs> he's like, yeah, okay, Michael, like you can pray for me. <laughs> and so same thing. I put her hand, my hands, me and my buddy, Joey did this together. We put our hands on her spine and we mm -hmm. commanded her spine to move back into place and nothing's happening. Now you know, we keep doing it. And after like three or four times, she starts bawling her eyes out in this parking lot. And she is crying because she said, I felt my spine move in my back and she starts bending over and all her pain disappeared. So it's something about, about persisting. And, uh, and like I said, I can go into some of that um, as well later, but it, yeah, it, it's, it's about li truly living by faith and not by sight, you know, because what we see is 
is the past, you know, it's mm-hmm. the, it's the echo <laughs> of, of old states of consciousness. So, you know, Oh, I know this is, <laughs> this is my life. Yeah. <laughs> I love this and it's yeah. so true and it's so yeah. powerful. And for me, the way that I really walk this myself, my family, clients, like anywhere really, is it seems to come down to this sort of lens of perception, right? To me, mm-hmm. we hear this all the time. A miracle is a shift in perception. Yes. But 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 what are the mechanics of shifting perception? How mm-hmm. do we teach that? How do we train that? What does that look like? How do I put that into practical action in my yeah. life? Right. And it is also for me very much the difference between power and control. Mm. I feel like so much, right? (laughs) That outside in programming, that looking to the external where we are so hypnotized by, you're right, the echoes of the past. That's the sort of present. And that true presence is being able to deny that existence as, right? Mm -hmm. Control it, deny it, affect it, be affected by it, to look through it with those eyes that you're sort of talking about. And that just gives me chills up and down and all around. Because that's true power. Yeah, it, it is. You know, I, you know, they say true power requires the littlest touch. Mm-hmm. And I think that's complete surrender. When we're trying yeah. to control everything, right. it's the paradox. The paradox yeah. is that when you're trying to control everything, you feel the most out of control and you feel mm-hmm. exhausted. Mm-hmm. But when you're in complete, when you, when you, the paradox is then that when you release control, we're in actually the most control because we've released. Because when we think of ourselves as this tiny, personality of course we have to control but when we know that we're a multi-dimensional infinite being when we release control the the mm-hmm. greater aspects of ourself can organize reality in the most positive miraculous ways but we get in the way because you know so i think there's an importance to have great expectation mm-hmm. but release the insistence on details i agree and that speaks to me of the whole you know detachment from outcome it's full mm-hmm. surrender but some people uh, you know, I've noticed confuse that with sort of bending over, right? Like that dormant, that sacrificial energy. And that's mm-hmm. not what is, it's not a futile surrender. It's an open-hearted, fully faith, fully trust surrender. Mm-hmm. It's this or something even better. I didn't even know it was possible. So from yeah. my perspective, right? I think it's this, bring me this or something. I don't even know about it. So great. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's like, it's like surrender to me is a deep trust in the, in the, in the magic of the universe, you know, (laughs) it's like, you know, it's like, so I don't, I I don't think there's anything like, there is no doubt. Doubt is a hundred percent trust in a reality that you don't prefer. So it's like, say that again, say that again. That's so good. Yeah. So when you say, well, I'm doubting what you're actually doing is trusting. So doubt is a hundred percent reality. or a hundred percent trust in a reality you don't prefer. And so it's just, but when you know that there's infinite realities that are always accessible, um, Mm -hmm. depending on where you choose to, what you choose to create and what you chose to focus on, then if you know that there's infinite probable realities and, and futures, then why would I choose to focus on something I don't prefer instead of create what I do prefer? And so that's, that's surrender. When you know that as long as I let go, I'm fully trusting in something that I do prefer, knowing that everything will always work out uh, in better ways than I can even imagine, as long as I can just let go. Um, which you were talking about a miracle, the shift in perception. And <clears throat> like I said, I love going back to the Bible 
Um, even though I don't consider myself a Christian in that sense anymore, but I think there's codes and Mm. Jesus. I love this story when the disciples couldn't heal this specific girl of this sickness, Jesus comes over, you know, bada bing, bada boom, does his thing. She gets healed. His disciples go, yo, how come we couldn't do that? And what he said was, you don't do what I do because you don't see how I see. And he did not see the world as it is. He saw the world as he was, you know, and I think that's, he didn't see a sick girl. He saw her as already healed. And so, yeah, he just didn't give any significance to what he saw, you know, because anything you give significance to, you create, you know, how does that, I love this. I love you. You know that. Oh my goodness. (laughs) But how does, let's break it down a little bit, because I know you've experienced this where you, you've preyed on people or for people and that you've had mm-hmm. results and you haven't had results. Yeah, how yeah. does, and, and I've seen this in my own life, my own work. So, um, you know, I, I have a very visceral experience of it and let's speak into it a little bit more and sort of tease it out a little bit. Yeah. When you are seeing someone right in their wholeness when you are not seeing right the the illness or the the situation that is not preferred how is that impacting another person's life what are what is some of the mechanics underlying that exchange yeah so how the way i see them how it how how does that affect them mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so i think there's i think there's a few ways of looking at this um And I see it. So there's something called sympathetic resonance in physics, which is essentially like vibration attracts like vibration. Simple way of seeing this. um, If you put uh, two guitars on opposite sides of the room and you pluck um, the E string on one guitar, the other E string will vibrate uh, of, of the other guitar because they're in sync. And so what I see with healing is that However, I see, well, first of all, we never see a person and we never see reality in its purity. We only ever see our opinions, likes, dislikes, beliefs about that. And then that creates the way we vibrate. That's our frequency. And that's the reality. Uh, we don't just live in, we live as. I think we live as we are the reality. And so when I'm seeing someone a certain way, I'm vibrating as, as a reality. <clears throat> And what I see the way it can affect them is that if there's anything in them that is open to that state, they might be blind or unconscious to it, but it will start vibrating that, that very chord within them. And it gives them an opportunity to rise up and sync up to something they may not see before. Um, I don't know if that makes sense, but like anybody can, anybody can see a sick person and anyone like someone who causes suffering or is a jerk, whatever, right? Anyone can be like that dude's, you know, whatever, like screw that guy. But it takes a person with true, like the eyes of God and vision to be like, wow, that, that is a confused person. Like they are innocent at their core. And I'm only going to see the truth of who they are. And by vibrating as that and seeing that and calling that out, it gives them a chance to rise up and vibrate as that. And I think it opens something up in people, uh, whether that's physical healing or whether that's like, uh, internal transformation, you know? 
Oh, honey, that's, yeah, it's so well said and so beautifully explained because we, <clears throat> we see the effects of it, you know, when um, actually one of the weirdest places that I used to do this was in working with families. Mm. Uh, years ago, you'd work with a family and we're so bent on rules, you know, <laughs> and, and behaviors and, and getting the right strategy to basically make your child do what you want your child to do in sort of this old paradigm parenting. Yeah. dominant parenting. And in conscious parenting, one of the things um, that I used to see all the time is no matter what the situation is, no matter what was going on, no matter if there was a tantrum or a rebellion or a fracture or a blow up or, you know, a habit that, that wasn't helpful or, or happy in the family. One of the things we would do is work not on the child behavior, the thing, but on the parent. And mm. we would get the parent into this higher frequency and support the parent in viewing the, this beautiful child, the innocence and purity of who they really are, but through the lens of, of what they wanted most in, in mm -hmm. right, an expanded state. And so they would focus on this child just feeling fulfilled and feeling happy and feeling healed if they were ill in any way, physical, mental, emotional, yes. right? And you, the stories that would come back were, I, I don't understand. I didn't do anything. I didn't get, you know, yes. I didn't. <laughs> yes. It was so great. And it well, was so peaceful. Yeah. Well, I think that's, <clears throat> it's such a, powerful thing to realize is like, we are all 100% creating our individual realities. And it's like, it's what you said earlier, you know, when a, a miracle is a shift in perception. And so when we know that it's the way I kind of see it is like, there's infinite awareness consciousness and that gets filled. It's which is essentially like the wave of light in like quantum physics and the devil slit experiment. And as you as that light gets focused, it focuses into our personality, which is our beliefs in what we imagine to be true about reality. And those are like energetic blueprints mm -hmm. and that awareness, that consciousness gets filtered through that and then gets projected as the world we see. And so we're only ever really seeing our beliefs in the form of circumstances or people. So they are, they look like people and circumstances, but what we're experiencing is our beliefs in an illusionary form of people and circumstances. And so if we want people to change or circumstances to change, like, I don't see it as I try not to see anything outside of me. Like I, I see their people and places and things, but what they really are are patterns of consciousness taking on form. So I know that it's the effect of the cause of my pattern of consciousness. Um, and so in order to change a person, I don't change the person, right? I, ch I, I change the filter in which I see them. And then therefore it literally has to remold itself. It like the, it has to, because it's not sure they're people, but it's a pattern. It's a blueprint that's being built as a circumstance. And so if I'm looking at a person or a you know, place or thing or whatever, and I'm like, this is the way it is. I'm just perpetuating the past. Right. Or cause they say like, um, what is what we see before us is the past states of consciousness. What is, is what was. So if someone's acting out in a way and I'm like, ah, well, <laughs> of course they're going to keep doing that if that's how I see them. But as I change the blueprint in my mind, go before mm. what I see it, like we essentially shift parallel realities and we go to a version of that person that isn't like that, you know? Yes. Oh, and it's so great when you're awake, <laughs> you're, you're, you sort of, 
get to experience that more and more and more consciously, the more and more often. And it becomes incredible because I don't know if you've experienced this, but I've experienced it. It almost defies, you know, you can't even really, it's just amazing. It's like, huh, there's this person and I've had the biggest, most challenging relationship with you for these many years, for whatever reasons. And as a direct result of some of this work, I've seen this for myself, I've seen this in others, this relationship has, it, it is literally a parallel reality. Oh, in this reality, we're, you know, BFFs and soulmates and we get along mm-hmm. and we're in good resonance and we're, you know, expanding consciousness together and, and just having this love fest. And in this other parallel reality, um, you're my kind of worst nightmare or I'm your worst yeah. nightmare. And yeah. we are standing on each other's heads and ripping our hearts open. And mm-hmm. wow, isn't that fascinating? to in this one life be very conscious and and sort of traverse those two it's it's astounding it's really quite something to behold so what is is what was Mm -hmm. and the way that you know one of the things for me is 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 it's our response to what is which is actually what was that creates what will be so that's to me the the secret formula that's the triad that i sort of um, see as the as the ultimate code on for anything. It's it's not that my present is so solid and so defining. It's that it's a reflection. It's almost like everything's just a big old mirror or big. It's old- a big mirror, <laughs> which which to me is like the most empowering thing. And like, damn, like it's all me, you know. <laughs> like I study the work of Neville Goddard, and he talks about mm-hmm. how our world um, yeah. is 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 our self outpictured, you know, in the, again, in the form of people, places, and things. And I think that's really cool to think about. Like what I said earlier is that we've never experienced a person, a place, or a thing in its true form or essence. All we've ever experienced is our beliefs or opinions, likes, or dislikes about that. Like for instance, everyone who's listening to this podcast right now is not actually experiencing us in our purity. You know, they're, they're like, well, Michael's talking too fast or too slow or too low or too, or I like, that's good. Or I don't really like that. And so when you know that you're only experiencing yourself. And so we, we might get a person or a circumstance, but that's just here to show us where we can transform, you know? And then as we transform it, of course, it's going to transform because there really isn't a circumstance. It's really just ourselves. And which again, I think is so empowering. And so just like, like if you're in a place that there's, there's no victim, like you can't point the finger anymore, you know, like it's, it's an opportunity just to truly know that, like, you know, they say, you know, uh, God created, you know, the universe or the, you know, the world in his image. And we, we create our world in our image. So Mm. it's like, we, we've, our consciousness has like come down here and chosen limitations so we can have the experience of becoming limitless. So these limitations aren't like, they're not, it's not a bad thing. It's like the only way we can experience being an infinite, all powerful creator is by choosing to experience the limitations or else we would never have an experience of being all powerful. If we didn't first have the experience of, you know, powerlessness, mm. you know, but of course, of course it's like, it's not that we actually are powerless, but we can use our power to create the experience of being powerless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I still get that. I love this. So yes, 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 yes. To all of this and the beliefs, 
Mm. right? We are only ever experiencing ourselves. So, so the physics of miracles, what are the mechanics? What do, mm-hmm. how, like, give me the how, Yeah. how do we change those beliefs? So we're in the moment, we notice it, we got it. It's me experiencing me. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not vibing yeah. with this output, this circumstance. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm ready to shift and have a miracle right yeah. now. What do I do? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting to know that uh, from my perspective, there's only five absolute facts in all of like existence um, <laughs> and everything outside of these five laws or facts are beliefs. And if it's, and so beliefs essentially, or what a belief is, is what we imagine to be true. Mm-hmm. Well, whatever we imagine or believe to be true are the building blocks of our physical reality. And so what I think it's, it's cool to know that if we're experiencing something in our reality that we don't prefer, we can ask ourselves, is it one of these five laws? If it's not, it is then it's just an opinion about reality and it can be changed. Um, and I might as well, I'll just cover the five laws real quick. If I can remember them since I, I referenced them, but, and I see these as, um, as these really, they're not really, um, yeah, they can't be argued with. They're kind of just, they're their laws. So like, for instance, uh, the first one, is uh, everything is here and now, you know, it's never then, it's never over there. It's always everything is here and now it's number one. Uh, number two is um, the all is the one, the one is the all. So essentially everything is one thing taking the illusion of separate forms. Uh, number three, what you put out is what you get back. Uh, there is no out there, out there, whatever you you, you know, it's, it's the reflection. That's what the universe is. It's a reflection of light. So we're always seeing a reflection. Um, uh, the other one is the only constant is change. Everything is always in a constant state of change. Um, and I believe the fifth one is everything is, yeah, everything changes, but these laws. So everything else you see uh, is an opinion. And, but again, whatever you believe is what you put out. Therefore you will get it back. So I think number one, it's taking full responsibility for everything in our life. So if we're experiencing something we don't prefer, it's really cool just to ask myself, what must I believe to be true about myself or re- or this circumstance in order to be getting this experience, you know, and then, you know, ask myself, like, there's a couple of things, you know, so let's say, um, Okay, so let's say I, I'm creating in the experience of having a lot of lack, you know, or a lack of resources or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, then I can ask myself, like, I'm, I'm never getting what I need, for instance, right? Or, or that's my opinion. We always have what we need. If we didn't have what we need, we couldn't exist. But um, <clears throat> it may not be what we want, but we always have what we need in every moment. So, you know, I'm, I'm not getting that. Well, then it's, you know, what must I believe to be true in order to be experiencing this? And it takes self-honesty. Like, I, I believe that there's not enough or I believe, you know, I'm not worthy of something. And when you start questioning your beliefs, you can ask, is that true? Is that a fact about reality? You know, and a lot of times it's like, well, no, but or people might say, yeah, like that's what always happens. It's happened since I was, it's what I've always experienced. But when we know that whatever we believe, we get proof for. So therefore, what we see reinforces the belief. But until we question and be like, is that an actual fact about reality? 
like if 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 we were born and we kept hearing we were stupid or we're not enough, then we're going to have an unconscious or conscious belief or energetic blueprint that's going to give us proof that in the in the reflection of people, places, and things that that make us feel like we're stupid. But then we know that's a reflection. That person's telling me I'm stupid. Now, do I believe that to be true? If I do. I'll keep creating those exact same circumstances. But when I know that, is it a fact about creation that I'm stupid? Is that actually true? Well, no, maybe I'm just because I'm believing it that I'm getting the reflection. And then it's like, you know, and, 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 and if I'm stupid, what does that mean about me? That I'm not worthy? But if we weren't worthy, we wouldn't exist. You know, creation doesn't make mistakes. So we are we are one with everything. And then I think as we start questioning and seeing seeing how these beliefs don't serve us anymore, we're able to choose new beliefs. And, and then again, the question is, you know, how do we, how do we obtain new beliefs? And I think all a belief is, is a thought that we've thought over and over and over until it's become ingrained as a part of us. Um, yeah. Oh, it's so juicy. So are you suggesting that once I just become conscious I even become aware instead of going into reactivity over any circumstances, person, place, or thing in my current life, I can sort of let go of that reactivity and I can move into a state of presence and just gently questioning, realizing that it's an inside out game. The power is within, the projection is coming from within. And once I sort of sort out, what must I be believing to have this experience of lack or, or upset or whatever is going on? It, that alone is enough to sort of start to break that wide open. So then I can move my attention and energy to what I do prefer instead. Yes. And what I think, um, well, I'll give you an example. For instance, uh, uh, just a couple of months ago, I was going through, um, I had like this back issue. And as I'm sure you all know, you know, our body is our subconscious mind. And if your body's not feeling good, a lot of times your mind and your emotions might start feeling weird. And I realized that. I wasn't feeling my best. And uh, one of my best friends, you know, I could tell she felt really weird around me or just, we didn't, we weren't connecting. And she started feeling, she started telling me how like she was feeling very disconnected from me. And I, and at first I was like, why is she like, like, I was like, like she needs to change. And I realized that I kept thinking like, she shouldn't feel disconnected from me. This is stupid. But I realized the moment I thought that she should change, that she shouldn't feel disconnected. I was disconnecting myself from her. Mm -hmm. And so then I also started asking myself, you know, like, where can I find this within me? Because I might be projecting this out. And I realized that I was actually disconnected. I I wasn't, I was feeling disconnected from myself and therefore me feeling disconnected from myself. I projected that outwards. And then as soon as I, tried to change her. I actually did the very same thing I was projecting on her. And so I just sat with myself and I was like, why, do, why am I afraid to sit with myself? You know, what am I not looking at? Because you remember whatever we are, what, what we believe, the reason we believe them is because we think on some way they're serving us until we look at the beliefs. <clears throat> once we see it's not serving us anymore and it doesn't make sense, we feel that we have the power to choose new ones. And so once I sat with myself and I was like, why am I afraid to connect with myself? What am I afraid to look at? And I started doing this work and I came into a deep connection with myself. 
And I know that there's a time delay to physical reality. And I, and so when I was seeing my friend again, I wasn't expecting her to change. And I wasn't trying to connect with myself to change her. I was just like, I just want to connect with myself and let the, let this reality play itself out. But as I changed and not tried to change her and realized I was only seeing my beliefs about reality, she ended up changing as well. And we became more connected. Um, if that makes sense. But so essentially it's the way I, what, what I do is, yeah, whatever I'm experiencing, I realize I'm only experiencing a belief about something. And then I ask, why do I think this belief is serving me? You know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. because again, we're always choosing something because we believe like, you know, for it might, it might be weird. Maybe, you know, I'm stupid and I actually, I, I believe I'm stupid. And there's another belief that thinks if I'm stupid, I'm actually safe because I won't be rejected or something by, you know, like it'd be whatever by if let's say I'm smart, but then, you know, that requires a lot of responsibility in order to do what, you know, whatever. So all to say is we, we create beliefs because we think they serve us and we realize they don't serve us anymore. It's not that we ever get rid of beliefs because we always have an option. It's just choosing new ones that serve us. And what is a belief, but a thought we've thought over and over, you know, it's really the power of just instead of operating by those default belief systems and consciousnesses and whatever as being awake and aware. I mean, sometimes I feel like people hear like, Oh, I'm awake now. And they're expecting to, you know, snap up and, and just, I don't know, ascend to a different planet altogether. And mm-hmm. all of that is sort of true and not true, isn't it? You, you get to do that right here, right now. You are doing that already. You can wake up to different realities within what you perceive to now be true for you. And so what I hear you saying is like, it's that power of what you focus on yes. and how you attend to that from the inside out. Is yeah, because fair? yes, yes. And and I think it's, you talk about ascension. I think everyone's trying to escape. It feels like, right? Like this mm-hmm. ascension is an escape, which is interesting because escape is resistance. It's an mm-hmm. exclusion. Mm-hmm. And what we, re- you know, the classic, what we resist persists. And if like, again, one of the laws is everything is here and now. So if you see that everything is here and now, if every reality is here and now vibrant in different frequencies, then what I'm pushing against, like, I'm trying to push this reality away. I'm trying to escape it. Right. I don't like it, but there's nowhere to push it to because the only time is here and now. So when there's nowhere to push it to. So as we push against it, we're building pressure like a spring and it has no choice but to spring back on us. So what I think is important is again, these beliefs, which are just uh, blueprints of reality is mm-hmm. we're not ever getting rid of or escaping or resisting anything mm-hmm. because creation um, includes everything, all positive, all negative, because that's the power of choice. And so it's not that as we ascend or our awareness expands that we become less um, aware of that stuff or we escape it. We actually become more aware of the negativity. It's just now we can say, do I choose to buy into that? Because God or all that is sees all of it. Mm -hmm. It's just now we know the power of choice. And I'd like, this is, you know, popped in my head, but I had this uh, experience in DMT one time and something I was not expecting to happen, happened. I started channeling uh, for the first time and mm-hmm. this voice came through me 
And it, it said, I am, I'm the vibration. I am the sound. I am the word. And what it said through me was when you stop questioning and start choosing, you'll know yourself as the creator. Oh, yeah. feel that. So it's mm. the power of choice. We don't have to escape. We don't have to push away. It's mm-hmm. just this belief is not serving me. This reality. Can I, do I, you know, knowing my power, I can choose a different mm-hmm. one. So we're never trying to transform anybody or anything or any reality. It's just yeah. choosing a new one. Mm. Oh my, I, it's so powerful. I could stay on with you forever. I just adore you. And I, you know, just a couple more quick things before we got to yeah. wrap up for today, but this really speaks so strongly to me of the escapism, right? That escapism and avoidism, avoidance is so wrapped up in what we make things mean and our sort of fear, I would say, with regards to anything emotional. So I feel like when we're looking at the present and not looking at it through the power of choice, but looking at it through that lens of just what you were talking about, and and we resist it by thinking that we're going to go somewhere else, somewhere better, instead of understanding that everything is right here, right now, that the power is within, right? Mm -hmm. I I feel like we mm, go into that escapism in so many different ways and in that avoidance in so many different ways because we're scared to feel the results Mm -hmm. of whatever we're making this thing mean and when we can we don't even have to go there we can cut right in we can hack in way before that even happens into the power of choice Mm. right the power of choice on how to be with this in this present moment what to make it mean and how to work with it in some of the ways that you just offered us here today so empowering for everybody and not infringing. Mm. I mean, that's the other thing. Blowing your stuff all over everybody else is not helpful. And it's not about the other. You get to turn that truly, truly within you and and almost thank the mirror, thank the reflection. That's that's big because I I think, yeah, what's coming up when you're saying that is that, you know, it's really just a state of thankfulness that everything is here to serve me. You know, when we say that, you know, to, to not escape something is to really say, I love everything because mm. what is unconditional love, which is, I believe the very glue of the universe, mm-hmm. it's a hundred percent allowance for, for whatever is to be unconditional love allows everything to be as it is understanding that we couldn't have light without dark. And so even the dark is not an enemy, but it's a friend to serve us, to it, like without the dark, we could not know the light. So it's literally a friend. The limitations are here to show us that too. So when we understand that everything in our life contains no built-in meaning, you know, it's all neutral. And I can look at something and say, well, wow, I may not condone what's happening, but I can allow it to be as it is and say, thank you for this. I may not understand how this is serving me. But since I know I'm a meaning maker and whatever I choose, I create, I can say, thank you. I decide this works out for my good. I may not know how, but thank you that even this will will be a catalyst for transformation and the miraculous for more expansion. Boom, boom, boom. And no matter what is presented in front in front of me, it will alchemize into the most positive, magical reality because I choose for it to be so. Magic, Mike. That is magic. Come on now. Come on. Come on. 
so good. Oh, Angel Face, so good. Thank you so much for being here. I could listen to you all day. I really could. Thank Any you. final thoughts you want to share before I wrap up? Do you feel complete with that? Yeah, no, I, I, I do feel complete. I think, again, I just want to reiterate that quote. It's just coming up again that, you know, when we stop questioning and start choosing, we'll know ourselves as the creator. And it's just really knowing ourselves that we're not human beings. We, we, we are, these are masks. We are all that is, you know, and we're just taking the form of, of a human to realize that the power of who we are in choosing, and we're always choosing. So just a reminder that we are infinite power and um, to not just get confused and buy into the fact that we're just human beings. We're so much more than that. Um, and yeah. We'll leave it with that. Oh, magic, Mike. Thank you. Thank you. So powerful. So inspiring. So infused with love. I just adore you. I thank you so much, truly, for, for being here with all of us today, sharing your beautiful heart, your awesome energy, and your extremely practical but exceptionally inspiring wisdom with us. Thank you. Thank you. Mm, thank you. Mm. All right, folks. And thank you all so much for being here with us too. I hope today's episode soothes you, inspires you, <laughs> and serves to help the, the miracles abound in your life and, and help you truly know yourself more and more and more as the miracle maker that you are. And so if you're feeling ready to enjoy the miracle of an amazing community, I also hope to see you over in the superpower universe at one of the many gatherings happening through each month over there. It's pretty magical. Please go on over to superpowerexperts.com for all the info and the access links to join in. And until next time, keep unlocking your own superpowers of the soul and put them to good use, building a life and a world you love. Bye for now, everyone. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.